0: Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. couple of more, we'd be all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're getting better. We're getting better. Yes, it's always good to be in the house of God. Amen. So if I can just have you all just stand one more, one more time. come am enjoy that worship. Yes, yeah, so, you, so your heart should be open. You should, you should be ready then to receive the word this morning. So I'm asking you to help me preach this message today. You going to help me preach this morning? Yes. All right. I think I heard one person. Amen. So I'm going to be reading out of 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3 start in verse 1. You got it? Need a little more time? All right, let's get it. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days there was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for, for you called me. And he said, I did not call, lie down again. And he went to lay down. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of, of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. So he rose and Eli uh, went to Eli and said, Here I am, for for, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So so Samuel went to lay down in his place. So Samuel went to lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called, as as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak, for your servant hears. Speak, for your servant hears. Father, we thank you, Lord that you speak. Open our ears to hear, Lord God, what you have to say to us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for all that you're doing in this place and in our hearts this morning, Lord. Have your way in this place, Lord God. We want your presence in our lives, Lord God. We don't want regular church. We want to see you move, Lord God. We wanna see miracles in this place. We wanna see healings in this place, Lord God. We we want you to do what you do best, Lord. And we are so honored to be witness to that, Lord. Thank you for using me as your vessel this morning, Lord God. I give you my mind, think with it. I give you my vocal cords, speak through them. Have your way in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give them a shout this morning. Amen. Yes, yes, you can stand for the rest of the service. Yeah, one day, one day is going to work for someone. So we're, we're, we're actually starting a new series uh, called Where Are You? And it's, it's been on my heart. for for a while. Uh, It comes from where uh, God asked Adam that question when Adam and Eve sin in the garden and and their first experience with pressure they began to hide. And so God asked them the the question uh, where are you? Uh, Now To remind you, I've mentioned this before, when God asks a question, he is not looking for new information because he is all-knowing. I mean, he knows the beginning and the end. Like, we can't school God on anything. We cannot educate him on anything because he is all-knowing. As a matter of fact, he knows us better than we know ourselves. Because he created us. He created this world. He created the earth. So he didn't hire scientists to find new information that he didn't know that was there. Amen? So God is all-knowing. He knows everything. So when he asks a question, he's not looking for new information. When God asks us a question, he he, he wants us to know what's going on with us internally. Where's your heart? Where's your heart? Where are you? Where are you spiritually? So when he asked Adam the question, where are you? He was not trying to find his physical location. He was trying to draw Adam out from hiding. Right? So... So, Adam's condition clouded his perspective on who God was. He was in a posture of confusion. He was in a posture of confusion. So, God wanted, to, God needed to bring him from confusion to clarity. That's what we're going to talk about today. From confu- confusion to clarity. Is everybody with me so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they God gave Adam and Eve a clear, a simple and clear commandment. Don't touch this tree, but you can eat from this tree. Right? But the enemy came and sowed a seed of confusion. He offered he offered Eve right? Truth with falsehood. That's what the enemy does. Because he is a deceiver. So he offered her truth with falsehood. Amen? And so, so that's when confusion started to happen. They lost perspective of what God, who God really is. And a lot of times we experience that, especially when we go through pressured times in our life. We lose sight on who God is in the midst of, that, of our situation. Amen? Because the, the enemy will always offer you a, 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 a seed of confusion to what you actually believe. He will, he will always offer you a fabrication of, of God's word. So God needed to bring Adam and Eve from confusion to clarity, clarity. And that's what God wants to to speak to us about today, clarity. But he he wants to break the spirit of confusion in this place, the spirit of confusion in this place. How many is seeking God for clarity about something, anything you need clarification from God. You look, you've been praying to God for something and you're asking him for clarity. This show, this show me the way, Lord, I, I will go. Like, I don't have to know everything, but just show me something. Amen. So clarity. And so I love this quote by Stephanie Banks regarding clarity. Clarity is the moment we see without opening our eyes. Mm. Like you, you know who God is without seeing. That sounds like a, a faith, faith, right? Yeah. Clarity is the moment we see without opening our eyes. So I have one as well. I have one for you. You ready? Clarity is not about how we wish to see God. Clarity comes by knowing God for who he is. I'll repeat that because I kind of like that one. (laughs) Clarity is not about how we wish to see God. Clarity comes by knowing God for who he is. So in the book of Exodus, um, the Israelites got a little impatient, uh, waiting for their leader, Moses, to come down from the mountain. So they decided to build a golden calf. Right? So what they did, they tried to reshape God's image based on their needs. See, that's where confusion comes in and disappointment comes in because God will not be who you try to create him to be because he is who he is. So we don't create God in our own image. He creates us in his own image. Are you with me? So we will have frustration. It's okay. God, God is saying, Frustration is his friend because God needs to take that frustration and move you from what you're settling in. Amen? Amen. And so sometimes we get frustrated with God. God's saying, that's okay because God will always contradict us. Oh, I know. I knew no one was going to say anything. He will always contradict us because his plan, his ways are not our ways. Right. So when when Peter, well, um, when Jesus told the disciples that he was about to die, um, Peter was just like, oh, 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 no, we're going to you know, that's not going to happen. He was trying to contradict the plans of God. And so that's why Jesus rebuked him. Because because God's plans are not his plans. That's right. Amen. So God will always contradict you. If you have a separate plan than he has. Come on. Oh. Is anybody going with me this morning? So, we cannot try to reshape God, right, in, in, in our own image or try to create God based on uh, a great God in a way to, that's based off our own needs. God is who He is. Clarity comes when we know who God is. Doesn't matter what you go through, when you know, when you have clarity of who God is, Man, the devil don't have a chance. The devil won't have a chance. Oh, man, if I can get a talk back church one day, boy, we'd be in. T- Hallelujah. So God wants to move some people from confusion to clarity. From confusion to clarity. Our world is in trouble because the world is confused. A long time ago, the enemy sowed a seed of confusion. The world is confused and confused off identities. The world is just confused. God wants to break the seed of confusion. So we're going to clarify some things today. We're about to clarify some things today. So how do we move from confusion to clarity? The first way we do that, we have to know God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. So in our text here, just to kind of give you a little backdrop, so here's Samuel. He is caught, he is called by God. It's his moment. He, he's called by God. So what's interesting about this, it, the text start off saying that God uh, was not speaking. As much because men were not listening. So there's a difference between, uh, between hearing and listening, right? So it's the difference between uh, hearing and listening. Listening is, is following God's word. So, so men weren't listening to God, they weren't following his ways. So God didn't have a speaking problem. People had a listening problem. So if God is not speaking to your situation, maybe he's waiting for you to listen to the last thing he told you to do. So God doesn't have a speaking problem. He doesn't have a speaking problem. He doesn't have a speaking problem. problem. So if he's not speaking to your situation, maybe he's waiting for you to listen to the last thing he told you to do. Wow. So the word, so God wasn't speaking. It was time. But then he comes, he appears to Samuel, and he starts to speak to Samuel. And I, I find this in, interesting, you know, reading this. I, I, think, it's, it's, I think it's hilarious because I, I can't help to think about what, how would this be in my household when I'm growing up. As because Samuel is like really spiritual, like he actually got up, he really honored Eli. He got up every time that he thought Eli was calling him. But my family, this would never happen, right? So if if so if if that were me and and my name was Samuel, and God would say Samuel, and I I, I would I would yell in the other room, Eli, what you call me? What do you want? What, what's happening? What? I'm in the bed. Eli's like, nah, man. Go to sleep. I didn't call you. Why are you so loud? Go, my, go to sleep. Everyone's sleeping, right? So that's how it would be. But but Samuel actually honored Eli. He got up every single time. Wow. I just thought that was funny. I don't know if you thought about it. That could never be our household. But but it, so this was interesting. So Samuel at, at first was in a posture of confusion because this said that Samuel did not recognize God's voice. He did not recognize God's voice because he didn't know him. So if you're not spending time with God, you won't recognize his voice. But the more time you have with him, you'll start recognizing what he's saying to you. Amen. See, confusion comes when we don't recognize God's voice and we don't know who's speaking to us. God wants to break the spirit of confusion. God wants to break the spirit of confusion. So he so Samuel didn't recognize his voice because he didn't know him, but Eli mentored him to how to hear the voice of God. Amen. And so and so clarity, clarity. So we so we have to know we know God is not the author of confusion. Right, First Corinthians fourteen thirty three says, "For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. He is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So God is a God of order. Right, He is not the author of confusion. Amen." And so the word confusion in Greek is called hard word akatastasia I don't know I don't know I'm not going to say that again but what it means is instability upheaval or disturbance or being out of control so what Paul is saying in this text to the Corinthian church is that, see, the Corinthian church, they were moving in the spirit of God. They were very gifted, but they were immature and out of control. So he was trying to bring order to the, to the service there. He was trying to bring order to the service because, because order brings clarity. Because <laughs> it confirms the move of God. See, God has a plan for every service. God has a plan for each individual, amen? He doesn't want anyone to get in the way of that plan. Just because he's giving you certain gifts, he don't want your gifts to be out of control because your gifts are used to edify the body, not to confuse the body. So he wants things in order, amen? God moves orderly, amen? And so he wanted the church to... To, to be in order, to have order in the church, not to be out of control. See, we can't ask God to move in our lives if our lives are always out of control, if our emotions are always out of control. He said, I need, we need. first thing we need to do is bring order, order to your life, wow. order to your life. Having an orderly life is to follow, is to follow God's ways. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So God wants, he wanted, so Paul was saying, we need to have order in the church. There are people coming here who need healing. People come here and need a word from God. Yeah. And people come here that needs encouragement. Yeah. Amen. People in the People in the church that need to be uplifted. Amen. Do not get in the way of what I'm trying to do. Do not get in the way of my plans. Amen. Amen. So he, Paul was saying, we need to bring order to this church, and, and and God is saying to us, we need to bring order in our lives because pressure will come, and what what um, pressure will reveal what's inside of you. Oh my goodness, man! are we okay this morning? Is anybody gonna help me preach? Can anybody get excited? This is the word for the Lord. He's bringing clarity into our lives. Amen. Amen. Come on, church, we got to wake up this morning. Come on, somebody got to get excited with me, right? Like God is about to clarify things. You're going to be able to see things differently. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So pressure will reveal what, what's inside of you. So I want us to do a, um, a pressure check, a pressure test, right? When you are pressured, what comes out of you? Confusion or peace? Because the Bible's just said, Corinthians says that God is not a God of confusion. He is a God of peace. So if we are confused, it's not from God. So when we are pressured, what comes comes out of you? Confusion or peace? Because if it's confusion, God's saying we need to bring some things into order. Anybody there? See, we have a problem in the body of Christ, right? We just can't handle pressure. If God's calling you to do amazing things in your life, you will face pressure. Stop trying to avoid pressure. I remember I used to be that way. I used to try to avoid pressure, right? Right? I used to try to avoid, I used to try not to feel what I'm feeling. Like God get, give us feelings for a reason, yeah. but he doesn't want us to lean on our feelings, right? right? But we need to feel what we are feeling. Right. It's okay to feel that, amen? But I used to try to avoid uh, the uh, pressure, All, but the whole time I was suffer by myself. Wow. I was suffer without God. So then I've learned to suffer with God. I've learned to suffer with him. It's better to suffer with him than without him. Amen. If our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ suffered for us on the cross, can we just endure for a little while longer? Can we just endure for a little while? So, can we just suffer just for a little while? There's blessings on the other side of your suffer, your suffering. Oh, Amen. That you just missed your moment to, to praise God for what he's doing in your life. Amen. Yeah. So remember Daniel being in a lion's den? How did he deal with the lion's den? Right? So he had clarity of God's faithfulness in the presence in, in hard circumstances. Amen. And then what I love the uh, the what one of the kings were what was concerned um well, the prophets was concerned about Daniel being a lion, and he and he asked Daniel, just kind of paraphrase it, how did how did you get, get out? He says he says the Lord he says the Lord sent an angel to shut the lion's mouth. So so Daniel put pressure on the enemies. Daniel put pressure on his enemies. Amen. So we need to put pressure. On our enemies. Amen. God's given us the ability, right, to overcome things, the ability to speak things into existence. Amen. God gives us the ability to over- overcome and overpower the enemy. So we need to put pressure on our enemies. Clarity puts pressure on the enemy. Amen. So here's Daniel. His faithfulness was tested in the lion's den. His faithfulness was tested in alliance, and our faithfulness will always be tested during tough times. Amen. Yeah. And so, the first way, the first way how we um, move con- move from confusion to clarity is to know who God. Know that God is not the uh, author of confusion. It's not the author. of... Of confusion. And then the second way we can uh, move from confusion to clarity is to be discipled by people who hear from God. So here, Samuel is being discipled by Eli. Eli taught him how to hear from God. Amen? So you got to be around some folks who actually hear from God. Amen. Be careful who speaks into your life. Right. Right? Because think about it. If you have a negative person speak into your life, how do you think you're going to come out? Right. (laughs) So be careful who speaks into your your life. Amen. You You have to know them by their fruits. Know them by their fruit. Amen? If they have no order, if they have no peace, then they have no clarity about God. Oh, wow, that'll preach all by itself. So I want you to do an inventory. I want you to write down, or this is your homework assignment. You ready? I want you to write down all the people you allow to speak into your life. And for each one, determine Where has it led you to? Has it led you closer to God or away from God? And that's how you eliminate confusion in your life. The type of people that speak into your life. Amen? You want to be mentored by people who speaks, who hears from God who's always with God, who have clarity about God. Yes. Wow. That's good. That's good. I'm by myself today. And the third way and last way is to be in a place where God can find you. So Samuel was in the presence of God. And so he re- so God moved him from confusion to clarity. He was in the presence of God. Exodus thirty-three, fifteen. 15, this is Moses said, he said to him, in your pres- if, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from there. Because if God's presence don't go with us, we'll just be confused. But if your presence go with me, I'll have clarity. I'll have clarity. It is important that Christians spend time in God's presence. With all of our stuff that we go through, God knows us better than we know ourselves. So just bring all of your stuff, all of your junk into his presence. And let him do the rest. It doesn't matter what's happening in in your life. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Be in a place where God can find you. Let him find you in his presence. He will literally bring you from confusion to clarity. Sometimes God does his best work in the fog. If things in your life are foggy, make sure you're in his presence because he will still lead you. Maybe God is not speaking because we're not available. See, Samuel was available. He was obedient when the Lord spoke to him. So maybe God doesn't speak because we're not available to listen. We're first not available to hear him, then we're not available to listen. So it doesn't matter what you're going through right now in life, right now, this current moment. Just make sure you're in his presence. Let God be God. Because when we're not in his presence When we go through things, we go through it alone, and we try to reshape his image based on our needs. But God is who he is. He is not going to change, right? It would be confusing, uh, right, When, when you expect God to move in a certain way, and he doesn't do it. Guess what? He'll never do that. He will never move in the way that we think he will move. So we cannot try to reshape God into our own image or our own ways. Amen. Let God be God. He will always do something different than what you think he's going to do. Always. <laughs> we got to get used to that. Amen. Amen. So where are you? When he saw Adam, he was in a place of confusion. Because of his disobedience, he was hiding, and he was in shame. But it didn't matter. God wanted him to draw Adam out from hiding. Into, back into his presence. Near him. men. come on stand with me. I'm just gonna just pray, Father, have your way, Lord, and I thank you for your word, Lord. and I pray that if anyone here who is Experience that spirit of confusion we ask right now, that you bring order to their lives. We all experience pressure. We will all experience difficulties. But you are God, you are our Father. You know the beginning and the end. Have your way, God. Have your way in our lives, Lord. Bring clarity to us today. Bring clarity in this place today. It all started when the enemy sowed that seed of confusion in the garden. And we know that the enemy doing the same in our gardens. You've sown sown that seed of confusion. And you're bringing us from confusion to clarity. Because you're saying, I'm still God. I am who I am. I thank you, Lord. So I lift up hearts today, Lord. Folks that don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Speak to those individuals right now. That you comfort them. You speak to their hearts. You encourage them. I pray that you give them a word right now, Lord God, that would change their lives, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord. Lord. Have your way. Glory, God. Yes. Yes, God. Yes. Mm. Just breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We lift you up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His presence. His presence is here. His presence is here. Samuel was in the right place to hear from God. He was in the right place to hear from God. He was in the right place to hear from God. Eli told him to go lie down, and it shall be if he calls you that you must say, Speak, Lord, your servant. Here, So I'm going to give you that assignment this week. Yeah. Be in his presence. And when he speaks, not if, when he speaks, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is here. Hallelujah. God's going to speak. He's going to bring clarity in your life. Mm. Some of you have been praying for families, been praying for direction, been praying for jobs, careers. Let me give you clarity. So we thank you, Lord, for this service today, Lord. We honor you today and all that we do in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give them some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.